How many happy to be in church today? Can you see me behind the pulpit? I have my flats on today. So I call myself Reality Barbie when I'm in my flats. People are shocked how short I am. I am short, but um, I still have a word of God in my mouth. Amen. And I just thought my dress called for flats today. So there you go. That's my reasoning. Not that you even needed to know that. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Anyway, I'm so glad you all are here. Praise God. I just feel something so exciting in the air. And uh, I do want to encourage you to stick around and get some tacos. Go over to the youth room. It's nice and AC'd. Hang out. Meet some new people and throw down some tacos. Amen. I'm so excited for our youth to go. You know, we were t- we've been talking a lot about the young generation, and we know God has a plan for them. I do want to preface it, though, and say God's not going to leave us oldies out of the way either. Okay, so don't feel like you're going to be left behind. There's still room for us, isn't there? And all the old people said, Woo, hallelujah. We're not going to be left behind. God's going to use the whole body, amen. We're just going to cheer them on from the sidelines and be there and support and mentor them because that's what God has called us to do, amen. So I'm starting a new series today, and I'm really excited about it. Um, It's called Heaven's Perspective. And um, I've really been digging into this, and uh, the deeper I go, the more exciting it is. And I really wanted to get to the, the meat of it. I wanted to get to the core of it. And the Holy Spirit's like, bring it back, bring it back. So we have to go back to some foundation laying. So we're going to take some time this week and just lay a really good foundation, um, and we're going to build on that. I do want to announce next week we have this amazing guest speaker coming to pour into our church, Brandon Stewart from uh, Seattle, Washington. And he's sticking around with all of our department leaders, our pastors and elders. Um, he's going to do some leadership things with us. He, he's going to examine our church and kind of see some things that maybe we can change and celebrate the things that are good. And so we're very excited to have him in. So bring a friend next week, would you? Uh, call someone and just say, hey, we have an awesome guest speaker at our church. And let's just pack this place out so we can hear the word of the Lord. But it's really been strong in my heart uh, when I was teaching on uh, the last series that I was on in the house, but I really felt like the Lord said, I need you to teach them their authority in me. And there's just something so powerful. If you don't really know your authority in Christ and you don't know how to use your authority in Christ, you can know all the scriptures that you want to know, but things still won't change in your life. So I really want to take my time and I want to break down scriptures and teach you over the next few weeks of really walking in your God-delegated authority. And I want to teach you it from heaven's perspective, not from earth perspective. And I'm not going to get excited because I really want to just take off running here and share things, but I'm not. I'm going to stay right in the lane the Holy Spirit told me to stay in. So today, my first uh, point is this. We're talking about heaven's perspective. Number one, you must have a revelation, say revelation, of your God-given authority. You have to have a revelation. That means a rhema, a real understanding that no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what challenges are coming your way, when you know your authority, you can breeze through it and come out on the other side. You can literally change the atmosphere of your home. You can change your marriage. You you have authority over your children and what they're battling in. But if you don't have that real revelation, you will continue to struggle until Jesus comes back again. 
So if you're asking yourself, why do I keep repeating the same thing that I've always done? Why am, am I at, at this dead end again? Has anybody been there? Why am I feel like my life is on this merry-go-round and I can't seem to get off of it? And I am 100% sure it's not because God's word is infallible. It's because you don't have a revelation that it's yours. Because when you know what the word says about your situation, nothing can get in your way. But if we're stumbling across the same behaviors, the same patterns, the same frustration, somewhere in that you are not exercising your God-given authority. So we must have that revelation. And how do we do that? By the word of God. Amen. So we're going to break that down this morning. So we're going to look at Romans 5, um, verse 12. And 17 and 19, Romans 12, 5, I'm sorry, 7, 12, 17, and 19. And somewhere I'm trying to find my verses, everybody. Please tell me I came up here with my scriptures. I don't think I did. Let's do this. Therefore, yes, I did. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I copied my Bible, just so you know. I had a little panic attack right there for a second. Not really. Romans 5, 12 says this. I love you all, so we're okay, amen. I love this because this is the really foundation of where we have to go to get a revelation of our authority in Christ. And it says this, therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, who is that? Adam. That relationship with God was established in the Garden of Eden. God had access to man. Man had access to God. That was a covenant of relationship. And when man sinned, what happened? The covenant was broken. So now we have to go back and reestablish that covenant that we have. So they're sharing in Romans that though one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because why? All have sinned. So we have to understand in this room this morning, we all have sinned. We may all look a little prettier on the outside, but at some point we all had to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that means we came to him with mistakes. We came to Jesus with regrets. We came to Jesus with shames, and we received him. Because of the beginning of sin, we were birthed into a sin nature. But we know Jesus made another way. He wanted to bring back the covenant of relationship with him. Because why were we created for relationship? We were created for intimacy with God. We were created to hear his voice. And it's not based on our sin nature. Somebody just needs to shout hallelujah there. Thank God it's not based on my sin nature because I would never feel worthy to walk in my authority as a woman of God based on my soulish realm because we're made up of our body, our soul, and our spirit. And we're going to really dig into that in two weeks because that's going to be powerful how we view ourselves. But we have this soulish realm. It's our mind, our will, and our emotions. And that thing has to be renewed all the time. It, it, we have what's called stinking thinking. We make mistakes. We have failures. We have wrong thoughts. But that doesn't eliminate us from your authority. God gave you authority even in the earth suit that you're in. Even in with your own soul, God said, I still give you my authority that needs to flow through your life. So we really have to eliminate this behavior of being perfect and this behavior of feeling like I have to be super spiritual and we're going to look at scripture and find out, actually, God just gave it to you. 
He delegated authority of the word of God for you to walk in and for your children and your children's children to walk in, that you can have victory over every circumstance in life when you know the authority of the word of God. And it's not based on how you feel. And if you've been serving Jesus a certain amount of time, you know that's true. So what do we have? Sin came back into the world. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense or failure sin, death reigned, say death reigned. See, death now came in, which means there's bad behavior. There's, you know, um, I have no joy. I have no peace. I have, I have depression. All the things that the world brings, that's what the sin nature brought in. But God says, I don't want you to walk in the way the world walks. I don't want death to reign in your life. Goes on to say, through one, much more, it says, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So he said, in your sin nature, yeah, death reigned. That word reign there is so powerful. Because as humans, we see ourselves so beneath than what God sees us. We see ourselves in, in our infallible ways, in, in, our, in, our, in our fallible ways, in our mistakes, in our thought process. And God's like, when I look at you, I don't see you the way that you see yourself. I don't see death reigning in your life. I see life reigning in your life. And so when you look at that word reign, it's so powerful. It means this. It means to be a king, but it also means to exercise kingdom power. So are we allowing death to be exercised in our life or are we allowing the authority of God to reign in our life? And we have to make that decision. In the blood of Christ, he rectified death and gave you life through his son, Jesus Christ. So let's keep reading that scripture. Let's start from the beginning again. For by one man's offense, Death reigned through one, much more, much more. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. So what do we need as Christ followers? I need his grace. You need his righteousness. What is that? Right standing with him. The only way that you can walk in your authority and see victory in every area of your life is if you receive the God-given grace of forgiveness. The, the gift of righteousness that you can stand strong in Christ Jesus. And he said, I'm going to give it to you even more, he says, much more. Death had its toll, but life is so much more I have for you. Isn't that exciting news? Goes on to say, and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. So God wants you to reign in your life through Jesus. You don't reign in your own ability. I have no authority in Bar Pruitt except for my natural authority here on earth. But there's a spiritual realm, and we're going to get into that in week two. But in that spiritual realm, I have full authority over. God gave me authority in that spiritual realm, in the heavenly places where the enemy is wreaking havoc, where the enemy causes strife and division. Have you ever just woke up, life is good, and you woke up one day and it was like, things are chaotic? All of a sudden, it's like everything was chaos, strive. Maybe you're fighting in your home. That's something spiritual. That's death that has taken the seat of authority in your home or your life. And when you realize that, you go, wait a minute. 
I have authority of life and life more abundantly, and you exercise that authority in your life that I don't have to give in to the old sin nature. I can take authority over strife in my home because it's a spirit. I can take authority over anger in my life. I have authority over addictions in my life because I'm not going to let, let uh, death reign. I'm going to reign in life through Christ Jesus. It goes on to say, I love this part of the definition of reign. It says, to exercise highest influence. That you can reign in your life with the highest influence of kingdom authority. And we'll talk more about that seated position in two weeks. But God wants you to take authority immediately over the things that are going on in your life. That word reign there also means to control. Do you know you can control circumstances in your life? I can control how my job atmosphere is when I walk in the room. I can control what my boss wants to pay me. Why? Because I have the authority of God. God, you said if I give, you'll give it back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. And if I'm not experiencing that, I have authority given by God to have much life, much authority and blessings in my life. Bible says I'll be blessed coming in and blessed going out. If I'm not experiencing that, I better get my authority to what the word of God says about me being blessed and start taking that authority in my dominion right. Amen? You should walk in favor in your life. There may not be a lot of jobs out there, but guess what? There's one for you, and it's the best job, and it's making a lot of money. Why? Because I'm the king's kid. I may not have the education. I may not talk well. Moses didn't talk well. But God says you're going to lead a million people out of captivity. There are places God wants to take you, things God wants to do on the inside of you that you're not going to do with your natural ability. But when you know your authority in Christ, you can demand the best job, the highest paying job, and God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will manifest a job for you if it needs to be there. Because he, when you take that authority, he hears your authority, and that is faith in motion. But we can sit around and, oh, we trust God, I'm praying, but you're not exercising your authority. It's a big difference. So God says, I want you to take control of your life. What does that mean? I can control the atmosphere of my home. If things are strife and division and my husband's overwhelmed or my children are a little chaotic, all of a sudden things change, I can stand up and take authority. You go in the name of Jesus. This is my home. It's bought by the blood of Jesus. You may have to get your communion and your anointing oil out and take territory again, but you, that spirit has to obey and bow its knee to you instead of you bowing your knee to the atmosphere of the enemy. No, I don't have to be broke. I'm blessed. I'm not giving in to what this earthly realm is telling me. I'm going to give in to what the spirit, the word of God says about my life. I don't have to be sick in my body. I know what the doctor says, but I know what the great physician says. And I can take authority, and I have a right in that authority. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But you can control situations. When, when you are knowing who you are in Christ, and I'm not talking about pride because pride stinks. Pride is a repellent. People don't like to be around prideful people. But you ever get in the room with someone you know who's been with God? They just float in the room. They're like, oh. You're like, man, they just walked in the room and changed the whole atmosphere. That's a person who knows their authority. 
because they've been with God. They know who God says that they are, not that they're prideful, but they're walking in that authority realm. You can live in that authority realm. You can literally find and know God in that way that you can just live in that realm where blessings are attracted to you and God reroutes things in your life. Amen? There was this lady that walked into a room. We were at a conference uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, she was a guest. We didn't even know she was there. She's very, very um, popular, I guess, in the kingdom. Anyway, uh, the room was one way, but all of a sudden when you felt this presence change in the room, it was like, whoa, God, you just felt God come. It was, God was already there, but I mean, there was like this next level of God's presence. It was super powerful. And I realized someone said, well, so-and-so is in the room. She came in the room. She brought in that authority of God. And when she did, it was like the whole room went to the next level in the spirit. Like we were here, we were experiencing great things, but when someone knows, hey, I know God, and we're pushing back darkness, we're pushing back opposition, all of a sudden, Y'all go to another level. That's delegated authority. That's pulling on the authority that's up here, and we're living here at authority, right? And we're getting some fruit in our life. But when God gives you the delegated authority, he's like, I've called you to live up here. That means I have atmosphere-changing anointing. I am going to attract favor in my life, not because I'm prideful, but the word of God says that favor surrounds me as with a shield. So everywhere I go, I can attract favor because that's what the word of God says. Amen? So you have to be willing to step into that. You can change the outcome of situations. The, the bank may say there's no way you're going to get a house. Your credit score is too low. But God can do it because you have favor in your life. He can put your file at the top of a file that's going to court and give you favor on that file. We serve a supernatural God. And when you know that authority and you exercise it, all of a sudden breakthrough begins to happen. Change begin to happen. Your children are crazy, not serving God. You start taking the authority that God gave you, one, over your children as the mother and father, and two, spiritual authority of the word of God. You got like a double whammy with your kids. You can't lose. Instead of arguing and frustrating, no, speak the word of God over them. Declare the authority of God over their life, that they will love God. They will have an encounter with God. God, you're going to send them godly friends. You're going to trouble their hearts for the things that trouble you. You're going to give them dreams and visions, and, and they're going to knock on your door and say, Mom, you're not going to believe what happens last night. God visited my room, and the power of God came and set me free. Why? I know because I prayed for you, kid. I took authority over you. I have jurisdictional rights over you because I am a kingdom man and woman of God. Whew. You can have the best marriage, amen, because you're going to put it under the authority of God. You're in covenant with God. And when you know that authority, the enemy has no territorial rights over you. The only way he can come is when you don't know your authority. And he can throw you off kilter. He can put sickness. He can put torment. He has all these things. He's like, if they only knew that through the cross, Jesus paid the price, that they can walk in freedom in every area of their life. Amen. So God wants us to have power. In a couple of weeks, we're going to get into it. But many of you know, we're going to be talking about um, dunamis power, you know, which is like dynamite power. We're really going to get into that. But power means this. Power is the ability to act. 
So God gave you the ability to act. There is dunamis power in your mouth. There is a dunamis atmosphere that you can walk in as a man and a woman of God. And it's there for you, but why isn't it happening? Why are we still struggling? Why are we still overwhelmed? Why are we still unhappy and all these things? All the power is there, but what's next? The next thing is your authority. Your authority is the right to act. You can have all the power you want, and it's here in the Word of God. And it could be sitting somewhere on a dresser or in your phone or wherever. You've got everything you need to change the atmospheres in the supernatural world of your life, but you're not exercising your authority that you have a right to do it. You have a right. You don't have to beg. You don't have to crawl through broken glass. Jesus did it for you at the cross. It was signed, sealed, and delivered. You take your right of your authority and you begin to exercise it. And then you'll begin to see things changed. You have a right. Say, I have a right. You've got to take ownership that it belongs to you. Dunamis power of God has the ability to change things on the natural earth. Everything that you're looking in the natural, God's already done it. It's already done. And when you know your supernatural delegated authority in the supernatural, it will change the natural. When you get a revelation that by his stripes you are healed, then you're going to walk in that healing power, that dunamis power of God. The power's already there. It's just, are you using your authority? Why is it different from one family to another family, one single person to another single person? One knows their authority and is using it, and the other one don't really have a revelation that it belongs to them. Imagine where you could be today, amen, if you really knew that authority. For me, as a woman of God, since I was 17 years old, I've loved Jesus. And the beautiful things that I've done for God in traveling and youth ministry and children's ministry and all I've done beautiful things for God. I could have never done it without knowing the authority of Christ, ever. I'd never be standing here today because in my own mindset, I'm not worthy. In my own mindset, I'm not capable. I'm not married. There's all these things that the enemy could target me with, but I'm not identified by my natural. I'm identified by the spirit of God that was breathed in me and the authority given me at the cross that I can walk in that authority and do whatever God said I can do because he said I can. You just got to be, my mom used to call it, piggies for Jesus. You got to take that authority, amen? The spiritual realm is the parent of the physical realm. What does that mean? The spiritual realm rules the physical realm. It rules it. And we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But the physical realm is subject. Your physical realm is subject to the supernatural realm where God already finished it, where God already said it's done. The only way it can have control is if you allow it or if you don't know the opposite of the truth, amen? God's power can do anything but God's power must be released by your authority. It can do anything. Or do we sitting back and we're just, whatever, I'm tired of fighting God. And we get there, don't we? I don't want to fast one more fast. I want to pray one more prayer. And we get tired. But the only way that power can be manifested is if you take authority and say enough is enough. We're not doing this anymore. 
We're not allowing this in our home anymore. We're getting joy back. We're getting laughter back. We're getting Jesus back in the center of everything. And you, you take that authority. Listen, men of God, you're so powerful, and the enemy makes you feel so small. But the Bible says you're the prophet and priest of your home. That's your jurisdiction authority, your home. God says you're the prophet and priest. You reign, not ruler, not, not hard-nosed, not controlling. You know that. But a spiritual authority. So when you pray over your children, whew, the devil flees. Because God said you, have, you reign in that realm. The marriage is out of alignment. Man of God, pray. Well, I don't know how to pray. It's okay. Just say Jesus. Jesus, heal my marriage. Jesus put peace back in my home. You'll find scripture verses, but that's taking authority. And all of a sudden, the wife's like, whoa, I'm kind of happy. Today's like a good day. Can I cook you dinner, sweetie? <laughs> right? Why? Because the man's in alignment with God. Let me say that again. The man is in alignment with God. You don't have to be perfect, man. God's not looking for you to be perfect. He's looking you to know your authority and use that authority, not to control, but to create the atmosphere. It's to control the atmosphere, to control the heart of your wife's troubles. That's your job. The Bible says you're to wash her with the water of the word. Not be perfect. You may have to go to the Google and get the scripture verses, and that's okay. How many women would be okay with that? You bring, your Google, you bring your Google index cards and pray over me all you want, sweetie. I will take your prayers because we long for that. We long for that. That's authority, amen? Delegated authority. And it comes from Jesus. Your authority comes from Jesus. The cross, period. Otherwise, nothing else will work. You have the right to act in kingdom authority. It should be your first response. Amen. You have the right to bind and loose. And I want to read uh, the scripture verse to you in Matthew 18, 18, talking about authority. Jesus said, surely I say to you, say you, well, say me. Surely I say to you, he's talking about you. This isn't corporate prayer. This is you, right? I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you Loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So what do we see there? We see something powerful in the authority that you can have in, in the spiritual realm. The word bind, bind there is deho, deo, and I love this because it says it means to fasten with chains. You have the authority in your life to bind some things. So when you bind it through the name of Jesus and in your authority, whatever, let's say, your marriage is going through, you pray, you take your authority, you bind it, you put chains on it. That means it has no right in your life. You can bind addictions, bind them up, put chains on it. It has no right over you. You can bind up depression. You're not going to have me anymore, and you bind it up. Because you're taking that authority into the spiritual realm and you're tying it up. You're fascinating, fastening it with chains. It also means you're putting it under obligation. What does that mean? Anything here in the flesh is death and it's hurting me. I don't know what my microphone's doing. But I can bind it to the word of God and it, it ties it up and it now has an obligation to what the word says. 
So I'm not binding it in this earth sense, like I could bind up Pastor Jenny. I'm binding it. I'm going into the spirit when we pray, and we'll talk about this in a couple weeks, but I'm taking the word of God where the problem is, and I'm binding it. I'm putting chains over it. I'm putting it on. You are obligated to the word of God. It will not return void, but it will accomplish everything to which it was sent. You have to see the word, and you have to bow your knee to the word of God. And I'm going to tie you up. You have no right over my thoughts. You have no right over my emotions. You have no right to steal my joy. You can't steal my peace. Why? Because I am taking my authority and binding it under the obligation of God's word. It's not your words coming out of your mouth. Sometimes we think it's our fancy prayers. It's not. God's checked me on that before. You've heard my story. I've come here, Jesus, I'm praying, praying in tongues. And I'm speaking real eloquent prayers. The Lord's like, would you relax? I was like, chill out. And I'm like ready to march and take care of the devil, you know? And God's like, no, 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 just relax. I got you. Because sometimes it's just walking in that authority. And I'm going to share that here in just a minute. But you take this obligation. It has to be obligated. It means to forbid, to prohibit. Devil, you are not welcome in my home anymore. And I'm going to get my family together and we're going to bind it on earth. It's going to step in and bind it under obligation in the spirit. And now my family will be set free. And that's everything. That's everything in your life that's trying to come. You got an opposer at your job? I didn't say opposer. I said, opposer. That was a joke, you guys. That really failed. I am so sorry. It's okay. You got somebody buffeting you at your job, giving you a hard time? Put them under the obligation of God's word. But I, I used to go to these women's conferences. You know, women are interesting. We have great women in this church. I'm just going to say that. We really do. We have amazing women. Sometimes women in leadership are a little challenging, and I would go places, and, and I would feel so much rejection when I would get there, you know, and I, I finally realized, like, I always felt bad about myself. I didn't feel like I was pretty enough, or I didn't feel like I had the nice, wealthy things like they all did, all that, and uh, one day I realized, wait a minute, I don't feel like this when I'm not with you. I only feel it when I'm with you, so I kind of feel like you're the problem. So no joke, I, I wasn't going to just run away from meetings. I wanted to be in relationship. I wanted to be at conference. Sometimes you'll just confront the enemy. And I'd be like, I'm going. I'm not. I, and I drive there and says, you know what, God? They're going to love me. They're going to celebrate me when I walk in that room. They're going to want to put me in the front of the line. They're going to give me the best seat. They're going to celebrate me. I'm walking in my authority. God wants me to walk in love. God doesn't want me to be rejected. God wants us to be celebrated. Every time I took that authority, I walk in the room, oh, Pastor Barb's here. And I was almost embarrassed. Why? But when you take that authority, it controls the atmosphere. It controls the situation that you're facing. You have the right to exercise your authority. That's exciting. Doesn't it make you just want to go run around your house and start demanding the word of God to work for you? Amen. We want to bind it up. We want to prohibit the enemy, right? Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Now, that is not the new Jerusalem, heaven where God dwells. That's the heavenly realm. That's the spiritual realm. So you're literally where God already defeated the enemy, right? Death, hell, and the grave. He, he resurrected from it, took the keys of life and death. That's the realm you're going to go fight in where you already have the victory. 
It's exciting, huh? Whatever you bind on earth, it's a spiritual realm. I can bind addictions and they have to obey me. Thank you, Jesus. I can bind sickness. I can bind controlling spirits. All of these things because of the authority of God in me. Thank you, Jesus. Then it says, whatever you loose on earth. What does that mean? I can, I can unbind some things. You've got some things that are holding back. You've been believing God for some miracles, some breakthrough. You loose that miracle of God. Whatever's being tied up in the spiritual realm, it'll loose it and free it into the natural realm. Isn't that exciting? You need a miracle, you're going to loose by his stripes, I'm healed. Body, you will line up to the creative function that God called it to create. All of a sudden, what is in the supernatural will come into the natural, manifest healing into your body. That is authority. You're loosing it. Um, it means to deprive it of authority. I thought that was amazing. When you're allowing the enemy to have control of you in any other way or other people, you have given them the authority over your life. So when you are loosing them, you are depriving them. You have no more authority in my life. You have no more control over my life. You're declaring them that there's no way they could have any access into your life. Amen? So what's happening in this binding and loosing? You're forbidding and you're permitting. You're forbidding and you're permitting. Devil, you're not coming into my house. I'm receiving joy. Devil, you're not going to rob my finances. I'm receiving blessing. Shut doors that belong to me. Open doors are coming to me. I'm forbidding and I'm binding. That's what you do when you take your authority. Whatever's hurting your heart, tormenting you in your soul, mind, will, and emotions is not walking in your authority. Amen. You have to declare it unlawful. I have the deed to my home. My name's on it. I have a certain square footage, whatever, my property line. It is unlawful for anybody to come that I have not invited. It's unlawful. I have authority in my house. I'm trying to think of a gun name. I was gonna be really cool. I have a Smith Wesson, that's my authority in my house. I'm just kidding. I don't even know, that's like probably old. They probably don't even make them anymore. I don't know, do they? Hey, see, it's just natural. I'm a cowgirl at heart. <laughs> hey, I won't even go there. But what they don't have a right on my property because I know my jurisdiction authority. I own this. You don't get to come into my home, my property, defile it, uh, you know, whatever, hurt me, try to get in my home, steal from me. No, they're not allowed. A righteous anger will rise up in me and I will take authority. It's called 911 right now, you know. <laughs> so God gives me a man, then we'll just we'll like a man answer the door, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. But what, you, it, that's the same thing with the Bible, though. He's given you the deed. This thing is full of your authority. And yet we let the enemy come and steal, destroy, break up relationships, break up marriages, all these horrible things, our finances, all these things. But if you know your covenant, you say, no, I have a deed. You're not allowed on this property. And I'm going to exercise the right that God gave me. You have to get out in the name of Jesus. And we'll talk about that process in, in a couple of weeks to come. But we must believe. Let me see. Let me go over here and make sure. So we're loosing and we're binding. We're forbidding and we're permitting, right? And Matthew 16, 19, it says this. Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. 
So whatever you bind on earth, same scripture, will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be bound in heaven. How, I think I totally said that backwards. But what is he saying? He says, I'm give, Jesus told the disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. What is that? It's the keys of life and death. What do keys do? They lock and they unlock. It's the same thing. You have the keys of the kingdom to unlock the blessings of God, to unlock the favor of God, and you've got the same keys to lock out the enemy that he can't have access to your heart, your mind, or your family. Amen? There's locking and there's unlocking. Let me give you some example in that. Um, let's say, and this has happened many times here in this church, someone comes in and they don't know Jesus and they're bound, bound in their sin, amen? They're bound in sin. They don't have a revelation. I'm taking the authority or whoever's preaching, there's an authority in this atmosphere and I'm declaring the authority of God's word. Now they are subject, they are bound now to the spirit of God and I'm loosing God's spirit over them and what happens? They begin to hear God. They begin to feel conviction of the Holy Spirit. They begin to weep. Why? Because now I've opened up the atmosphere of my authority and now you are in it and what happens? That person bound by sin and the sin nature gives their life to Jesus. That's loosing God in their life. Now they found Jesus. Now they're finding freedom because I took the authority of the realm I'm in and allowed them to come into that authority. They are bound. The enemy is bound and the spirit of God is loose. Does everybody get that? You have authority in your realm. You do. You have authority in your realm. Well, you just don't take it. That's why it's so important, and I taught this the last four weeks or whatever, that we speak truth because truth is authority. So when the world wants us to be wishy-washy with the truth and whatever it is, that's why, because there's no authority in it, and the devil knows that. There's authority in the word of God. So if we're like, oh, Jesus loves you anyway, no, that's not authority. That keeps them bound. Now, we walk in love and we show them scriptures, and we, and we share them the truth. Why? Because now my authority is opening up over them. Now I can speak truth with hopefully I'm loosing truth into their hearts, and the enemy's being bound, and now they can find freedom. Do you see why the world wants us to be so gray? The, the bully of the world doesn't want us to speak truth, even when it comes to speaking in tongues. But we have to be willing to speak the truth because it's the truth that sets people free. And it's the truth that sets you free, amen? All right, um, we must believe that we have spiritual authority. Number two this morning, number two this morning, spiritual authority is based on scriptural revelation, scriptural revelation of who you are in Christ. It has to be what the word of God says about you. The enemy can only deceive you when you don't have scriptural revelation. It's the only way. That's why it's so important that we're diving into the word of God. Because the word of God will tell you who you are. The word of God will remind you of your authority. It will remind you of the promises of God. It'd be like a, it'd be, we have what's called uh, citizen's arrest, right? Is that allowed in Arizona? I think it is. We could do citizen's arrest. Some of you might be courageous enough to do that. I am not, but we're allowed to do it. But if I was to go to police academy and I would get the right, the authority to do it, I wouldn't have a problem exercising that authority. And that's the same thing with us. We have this ability, but God's like, I want you to use your right, but you won't know it till you know what the manual says. I, I can know I can citizens arrest, but I don't really know the law. 
I don't know if they can hurt me if I pull them over. I don't know. But if I've gone through the manual and I've learned that I have authority, then I can exercise it. Too many of us want change, but we're not willing to put in the work to find out what scriptures say about you. That's the only way it works. It's not about legalism, but it's about the truth, and it's the mirror. It's the image of God reflecting now in you, and you go, man, I am a woman of God. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not believe. I am victorious in Christ Jesus. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I have this authority, but you have to find it through the word of God. The only way the enemy can keep you from walking in your authority is to keep you from knowing what scriptures say about you. Amen. It's your revelation. You can tell the revelation of your authority you have in your life by the areas that you are using it in your life. So if you're not using the revelation of authority, then you don't have that a revelation. Maybe you do in one area, but there's another area God's trying to challenge you in. Amen. And that's when you know who that is, know that authority. And that's why if you study Ephesians, I encourage you, take Ephesians this week. Let this be your study. I'm going to put this up there because I really want you to dig in to really find out who you are in Christ. I don't want this just to be a good message. I really want you to dig into this image. And Ephesians, I want you to write down as you read it, every time it says in him, every time it says in the beloved, in the Lord, in whom by Christ is full of your identity. And put those on cards or journal them. And I want you to begin to pray those every day. I want you to pray who you are in Christ. I want, to, I want you to pray what God has done for you so that you can get that revelation of your authority in your life. What do we have to do? I have to renew my mind. That's what this will do. It will renew your mind. Let's look at Romans briefly, and then I'm going to wrap it up this morning. I have so much more, and we're just not going to get into it. But Romans says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world right? That's reigning in death. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the renovation of your mind that you may know and discern what the will of God is. Isn't that powerful? So when you renew your mind to the word of God and who you are, all of a sudden your authority will begin to be exercised. You don't really have to tell a mom how to exercise her authority. You ever had your kid get snappy with your mom? And you're like, don't talk to me like that, young lady. I'm your mother. That is not okay. Well, at least you should be talking like You should be telling your children that. Moms are a little different today. What's happening? You exercised your mom authority. You can be a mom, but when that child gets in a place that's unsafe or not smart or disrespectful, you're going to put that authority into work. No, you don't get to treat me like that. I'm your mother and you will respect me. That's authority. Amen? That's giving that authority. So we live out God's will when we change our thoughts to God's thoughts rather than living like the world dictates. You'll begin to get your own authority. All right, let me close with just a couple stories. When you have a revelation of your authority, you'll walk in it. And this is very important for us to hear, so give me just a couple minutes. In my walk with Jesus, there are times that I use my authority. There are times that I know I need to say the name of Jesus. And when I was, the Lord reminded me a couple days ago, I was sitting at a red light. It was nighttime. And uh, all of a sudden, this car started coming at me erratically. It was coming right for me. It was out of control, literally. And I'm sitting there holding the steering wheel going, this car is going to hit me. And all I could say was, in the name of Jesus, just that quick, in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, this car got this close to me. And it was like it bounced off something and went right across two lanes and into the grass. That's authority. 
I knew that car was destined to hit me. I don't know. It could have killed me. It could have done something. But my instinct was my authority. Jesus' name. That's all I knew to do. And it's like an angel went, can't touch her. And they were safe and I was safe. That's using your authority. I was another one quickly. I was in Romania. And so I, some of you may have heard this story, but I went on a missions trip. Um, I went to minister to pastors when I landed. And there was like dead grass all under the tent. And uh, I have had asthma. It was really bad at that time. And uh, what happened was the dead grass made me uh, difficult to breathe. I used my inhaler. Nothing was remedying it. I was in the hills of Romania, no doctor in sight, no hospitals. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord, you did not call me to Romania, Romania to die. I cannot die here. So I put in my earphones, and I just started walking and praying in my little room. I walked and prayed, and I kept praying this scripture verse, my authority. No disease or pestilence shall come nigh my dwelling. No disease or pestilence shall come nigh my dwelling, and by his stripes I'm healed. And I'm in my little five-by-five five or whatever, and I'm declaring all of a sudden, middle of the night, my lungs opened up. I totally got touched by the Lord, got healed, and I finished the rest of the trip. Well, at the very last day of the trip, we, were all, we all kind of stayed in this common area, and there was a common room, and our rooms were on the sides. And all the girls were coming out, were bringing our luggage, and they're like, man, I am so glad to get out of here. Um, all these bugs... And I'm like, well, what bugs? You know, what are you talking about? You, they said, you know, those little bitty black bugs, they're all over our walls and our bathroom and in our bedroom. And I'm like, what? And so I went in there and sure enough, they had, I mean, it was a wall of little black bugs that they've been living in. I'm in the same floor. There was not one bug in my room. Not one bug in my room. Why? Authority. Oh, well, that's just silly. No, it's not. I didn't want to sleep with bugs. His word says, no disease or pestilence shall come nigh my dwelling. That was a pestilence. And I exercised that. I had the spirit controlled the natural. I'm trying to get you to see this. You are spiritual people that move in the supernatural. We've got to stop thinking lineal, linear, and we've got to start thinking heavenly. Amen? So there's times you got to use the word. you got to use it and exercise it, and it will work for you. And then there's times when you're walking with Jesus, you're just going to be at the right place at the right time. Because you know who you are, you'll just walk in that authority. God will protect you from things you didn't even know he protected you from. And some things he'll show you. I'll tell this story. I, I just started pastoring as a female pastor here. And I kind of waited every day for someone to send some hate mail, you know, about a woman preacher. So I was kind of like bracing it. Not one, not one to this day, honestly. Thank you, Jesus. God has been like covering us. He's so wonderful. But one Sunday morning, I don't even know if I've told my team this. There was this guy sitting in the back, and he was really tall. And, and I'm like, oh, he doesn't like me. He doesn't like that I'm a female preacher. I could feel it. So whatever, I preached the word, and he made a beeline for me. I was standing down there, and he was just like, you know, like just ready to tear into me. And so uh, anyway, he leans over me, and he's like, I have something to say to you. And I'm looking up at him, and I'm like, okay. And I swear to you, he goes, mm. Mm. Ooh. he couldn't get out one word. God shut his mouth. Why? Because I'm covered by Jesus. He wanted to tear into me. He wanted to intimidate me, and he just stood there all frustrated. He could, I swear to you, it was like God cleaved his tongue to the roof of his mouth. And I was going, yeah, God. Like, I just felt really cool. I'm like, yeah. And he just stood, oh, forget it. That's the only other word he get out, and he marched out of the church and never saw him again. That's authority. 
I didn't have to fast and pray for it. No, I know I'm covered. I'm by the blood of Jesus. He sent me in my before and my after. God watches over me. I'm at the right place at the right time, and God will protect you. Amen? I remember one day, I'll tell one more story, and then we're done. But I was standing down there. This is years ago. I was standing down there. And I watched this lady over here, and you know, there was a spirit that was just trying to hurt me. And I just kind of watched her like a quarterback, just barely, like, get ready. Like, I swear to you, she was like, getting ready. And some of the praise team members saw, so I know they, they, they know I'm not lying. But literally, I'm like, she's, she's about to tackle me. I know it. She was coming from, I'm like, she's going to tackle me. And I'm just standing there, what am I going to do? Like, there was no resistance. I have no fight in me. Like, I'm all girl. And I was kind of on, by my chair like I normally do, and I kid you not. That woman somehow went behind me, I don't even know how, and landed up over there, and I think she was just as shocked as I was. God protected me. Why? Because of authority. Devil can't harm me. Devil can't destroy me. Devil can't hurt me. Amen? Why? Because I know who I am. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just giving you some of my examples. Sometimes when you get it so clear, you just walk in it. I just walk in favor. I just walk in blessings because I know who God says that I am. And I use that right according to the word of God. Amen? All right, we got to stop. I have so much more for you, but I hope this was a really good start for you guys. And uh, we're going to build on it in two weeks. Amen? So make sure that you're coming. Bring your notebooks if you want to take notes or listen to it. I know many listen at home and re-listen, but I want to give you the chance to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Amen? This is why we gather on Sundays, is to preach the word and to offer the gift of salvation. And maybe you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you've heard about the message, but you haven't surrendered. God has you here right now today. Our, our motto at this church, our mission is to love you back to life. And the only way we can do that is if you find the love of God. Amen. And then we will love you. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to say yes to the cross. Say yes to the gift of Jesus. And I'm going to ask you to search your heart this morning. And if that's you and you need to say yes to God, maybe you need to come back to Jesus. Maybe you need to get back into your authority. I don't know what it is. This is a great moment for you just to talk to Jesus. Say, God, I want to walk in my authority. I want to walk in my dominion, right? I want to be a man of God. I want to be a woman of God. I want everybody to say this prayer with, this, with me this morning, all together, please, for those who might be saying it for the first time. Say, dear Jesus, I'm asking you, forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And Father God, give me revelation of who I am through you in Jesus' name. With all eyes closed, just quickly, if you said that prayer this morning for the first time or coming back to Jesus, just raise your hand up all over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So many, thank you. We're so glad. Thank you. Can we give Jesus a praise for that this morning? So many of you. So many of you. We are so proud of you. We want to be here for you. We have Celebrate Freedom. Can they still get in? Do they have like one more week or maybe, maybe? She's like, I don't know, Pastor Barb. What do you say? We had 40 people here for Celebrate Freedom, so I am beyond excited. It'll change your life. So if you want to get involved with that, come see us at guest services. So I love you all. If you'll stand to your feet really quick this morning, stick around for some tacos, amen. Love to fellowship and see some of you, spend some time together, and 
uh, just do some, uh, what do they call it, koinonia, where we eat and fellowship together. Father, thank you for this amazing morning. Thank you for this amazing church. God, give us revelation even this week of who we are in Christ. Let us excel to the next level beyond the places we've always been. I put a hedge of protection around them, the blood of Jesus, and their coming and their goings, Father God. Bring us back together safely as we celebrate you. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Youth tonight, Wednesday night church. I'd love to see you all then. God bless you.